The Tilted Land Shark Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the Tilted Landshark Podcast. Oh boy, oh boy, did we have a week one of AUDL action. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn, and joining me with with his his Miami jersey on, like like he's a at a EM show. This this friggin' hipster. Look at this guy. Uh, we've got a lot of Zach. sports going on. Yeah, Zach crystal clear audio of velo this man got a microphone listen to that things are being upgraded right now i'm getting used to this podcasting thing yeah it's a it's a big step forward it's a, i i'm mm-hmm. impressed it sounds good it was a wise purchase i think yeah, i think so it was actually a gift from the bosses uh ryan shot me this uh via amazon so i am very happy with it there you go that's uh even better then a, a good purchase is something that you did not have to purchase at all. It just showed up on your doorstep. That's a win. Unless it's a baby, I guess. The like, best that's probably for his... Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, for one, don't purchase children. I'm just going to say that. No, you don't um, need to do that. And then two, I mean, you know, who wants a baby that's left on a doorstep? Like, come on, like find, find a better I... place. Whoever dropped that baby. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> Zach, have you ever seen a, a land shark just go awry? Just a, a terrible incident of land sharking? I've never seen them go awry. I've seen them in all their beauty. Okay, so actually, I'm going to jump into story time early because we've got a lot of things to cover this week. We're, we're looking at our, our non-marquee matchups that we uh, that we took a look at. We're going to just kind of give you a quick rundown of those, and then mm-hmm. we're going to go deep into our marquee matchups that we had. Uh, with the uh, Atlanta Hustle and Carolina Flyers, uh, the Shred and the Growlers, and then also the Empire and the Breeze. But uh, it turns out, Zach, that outside of the the Frisbee field, you know, where where you're out there, you know, playing your ultimate and actually, Mm -hmm. you know, outside of that, Landshark's not really accepted. Uh, Not something (laughs) that people tend to put up with. Uh, I was up at Harvest Moon in Fayetteville. And uh, we were at the Saturday night party, which was at a like a, a big venue in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. uh, called, you know, George's, where they they had, you know, this. I think the band's called like the Flip Off Pirates. They played our party like maybe like four better, years in a row. Better than having a DJ at a uh, Frisbee party who doesn't know anything about Frisbee people. Right, right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and so I, I, I'm there. I'm enjoying the party. I'm talking to people. And suddenly there is a commotion. And one of the... Uh, the players from from the Fayetteville, the the University of Arkansas team, Ludicrous Speed, uh, whose name I will not say because Lord knows if he, he's probably got a real job by this point, uh, is land sharking through the middle of this bar, just completely naked with his disc betwixt his cheeks, like going over the top. Frisbee players are going crazy. Uh, people mm-hmm. going crazy for another reason: the bouncers, not enthused, oh, no. not enthused by this. <laughs> of course move. not. They snatch him oh, down. Man. 
they grab his naked ass and they take him right to the side door and toss him out on Dixon Street. Is he still land sharking? Yeah, completely naked. Some people call that uh, at that point, that's fish out of water right there once he gets yeah. out of the bar. So I don't know what happened when the door closed, but there was a, I assume, I they believe there was a feverish knocking of, oh my God, I'm naked on Dixon Street right now. And, uh, you know, you, you thought maybe, I mean, I don't know what he expected, but what he got was uh, the bouncer uh, just like opened the door enough to just kind of throw out some of his clothes. I think I'm not, maybe <laughs> just the top, top half. So while we are advocates of land sharking, I, we are here to tell you that there is a time and a place for know your audience. Everything. Yes. Know your. <laughs> that aware of your honestly, that is his. That is his audience right there. He made a statement. Yeah. I don't I mean, know if he's going to go back to that bar. I yeah. don't know if you remember his face, but that will sure get you on a Polaroid that says "Do not admit" uh, in a hurry. I think um, that's called a, but... that's called the Wall of Fame right there. <laughs> that's yes. It means you did it right. So, without any further ado or talk of male nudity. Let's jump into week one action. We had some games, man. Mm-hmm. We had ADL some games. started this past weekend. We got to watch yeah. that ball on the big screen. That's and right. And nice. with a, with a, just like a, an 11th hour miracle, we actually got, uh, got some, some lines on these games. We got too. lines. And Talk you are a roller coaster of a Friday. I, I spent, I took Friday off of work. Um, I had a root canal, which, I don't suggest that. It wasn't fun. I was laying in bed afterwards, miserable. I go through a sports book and look at that. Look at that. It's I got ADL odds. I got the bet on the spread. The best part about it is I made my own spreads last week. Compared yeah. them, I, I'm going to go ahead and tout and say most of them were pretty spot on. I was shocked. I was shocked <laughs> at how accurate these things were. I uh, think- I, you only Two had like games. a point difference on like a few of them. Yeah. Some of them were spot on. There's a couple where it was a point off. There's like one or two. I think it was the um, Pittsburgh Chicago game. I had it seven and a half. This book had it at 10 and a half, which was ridiculous, which is like, I'm, I got to take Pittsburgh at 10 and a half and we'll get to that game. That was kind of a, a heartbreak, but everything else, that was pretty spot on. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, well, let's go ahead I mean, and take a look at it from just division to division, and we'll start in the sure. East. We'll go with uh, Montreal and Toronto. Uh, Montreal was uh, laying a point and a half here uh, uh, mm-hmm. to Toronto. And boy, howdy, it was uh, not that close. Uh, it was a blowout. <laughs> yeah, you ended up um, Montreal and all of their French-speaking glory getting the, the seven-point victory. Yeah, it's it's tough to fade a team just because they're French. We may have to learn a lesson there. Yeah, hey, game. It, in hindsight, my bigotry did not pay out pay off for me <laughs> in the slightest. It's it's not a good uh, long term plan. Let's just say that. Uh, it, it first quarter was a blowout. After the first quarter, it was kind of back and forth. But I think Montreal is a clear cut dominant team in Canada. We'll see how Ottawa is, but. I think if you want to watch some highlight plays, watch some of these Canadian teams. They like to throw the long ball. They're like uh, Mike Leach at Mississippi State, all verticals, just nothing yeah. but deep shots. Yeah, that's what you got out of this game. Yep, probably seventy-five percent less pirate talk though, uh, as opposed less, to a Mike Leach game, and a hundred percent less conspiracy talk. But 
Also true. All right. Uh, New York, D.C., that's one of our marquee games, so we'll circle back to that in the second half of the show. But we can go ahead and jump to Philly and Boston, and oh boy, do we mm-hmm. have a barn burner Tight here. Game. Yeah, Boston gets the job done 25-24. They were laying four and a half, needless to say, did not cover that. But uh, congrats mm-hmm. if you had the over there because they, they set that total at 43 and a half. Which is, you know, pretty high for an AEDL game. You're usually hovering around 40 points. Um, so, yeah, it was the first half by itself was high scoring. Um, shocks by how f- well Philly played. I thought three and a half was like on the head a good number. But Philly stayed in it. Um, you had, I mean, it was pretty much a back and forth game. I'm looking at the stat line now. Not too many breaks happened. Um Let's look at Philly. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the player in this game who I think is going to be a player to watch moving forward out of the East is uh, Sadok. Had a monster game. Um, third on the team in yards. Let's see. Two assists. If you watch them play, he is, he's their main handler every other. Throw to the sideline, go up line, get the disc back, and start moving it again. But, I mean, Boston pulled it off. Who yeah. knows if uh, that was a true testament of who they are, if they're going to be uh, a fraudulent team. Or uh, my, not a fraudulent team, but... My, my angle of smart kids will prevail worked, uh, but only for the money line. And at uh, minus 500, uh, I'm not sure how many uh, how many booms I can give that one or how many O's I can use in the boom. I might just get a there, just B-O-M. A lot of juice on these favorites. A lot of juice. It was it was can, it, went, it was a squeeze box of juicy juice is what it was. <laughs> so we're gonna move on into the central. We had our, our the the first uh, you know occurrence of a team playing a a back to back with two mm-hmm. games in two days, and that was Pittsburgh. They started on Friday or sorry, uh, was it, yeah Saturday actually, uh, where they rolled into Detroit against the Mechanics with an X. They were laying two and a half. Ended up covering final they score 17-13. As, as Zach has pointed out, Detroit, uh, a long-time franchise, also a long-time hapless franchise. Um, yeah, I zero interest in this game. Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be a tough team to watch if you're a fan of Ultimate. Uh, but I'm probably going to tune into every Detroit game this year. Nothing I, – I understand. I played for Nashville – that feeling yeah. you get after one in one game after, I mean, they're going what 25, 26 straight losses. Yeah. It's going to be a fun celebration to watch, but man, was that I had, I didn't even try to dive into this game. Very ugly, very slow pace, but uh, Pittsburgh ended up covering. And then Pittsburgh had to, had to drive. We hoped they took the ferry. Uh, oh, over to Chicago. They did not take the ferry. They took Based the long Based on the way score, around. it looks like they went around the lake because they rolled into Chicago. Chicago was a huge favorite, 10 and a half. Uh, and boy, howdy, did they cover. Uh, 19 to 8, <sighs> Pittsburgh just, hey, man, they got their win over the mechanics. Good for them. They ran into what looks like a buzzsaw in the Windy City. Yeah, I. this was ugly. I watched some of this game since it's one of the only games going Sunday. And I was thinking, like, they did not take the ferry across the lake. <laughs> <laughs> this now, is some of the worst offense I've seen. 
Now with the with the totals that we got, I mean, I I'm not sh- I'm not sure what the what they were thinking with these with these totals because we had 41 and a half in the Detroit game. We got 20 or sorry, we got 30. Uh, we had mm-hmm. 42 and a half in the uh, Chicago game. We got 27. Uh, gonna be interested if there's a little bit of an overreaction yeah. next week for Pittsburgh uh, because I could see them maybe bumping these down to the low thirties and it might be a good chance to kind of zig here uh, and hit the over in a, in a Pittsburgh mm-hmm. game. I mean, you hit the handicap pretty well. I think in our first episode, we did divisional breakdowns, talked about the central and you talked about how windy some of those venues can be. It, I mean, the Chicago pit game was pretty windy and that's, I guess we're going to blame Pittsburgh's offense on that. But if they're going to give us 40 point totals, if it's not at Indianapolis, Keep an eye out for the weather. It's like one of the main commandments. I'll come out with like betting commandments for the AEDL. But weather, check the weather. One, it should even the playing field. Didn't hear, but it's also slower paced ultimate. It's going to be very low scoring. Something to yeah. keep an eye out for sure. A lot a lot of long points because a lot of throws get floaty. They get swilly. It makes them hard to catch. You know, you end up with these jump balls where there are about six people mm-hmm. going up for them. It's uh, it makes it tough. Uh, or you just throw no look scoobers and it goes way over your uh, dump man's head and to the other sidelines. Chicago is five yards off from the end zone. You can't cover ten points. No big deal. I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not mad. <laughs> but, <laughs> he's not holding grudges, folks. He is not holding grudges. Let's go ahead. We're gonna move on to the west, uh, the west division, and. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna cover uh, Salt Lake and uh, and San Diego in our in our marquees, but we're gonna move mm-hmm. on to s- the other new kids on the street, Seattle and Portland. Portland Nitro, a new uh, a new franchise, and they were uh, they were laying three and a half here against Seattle, the Cascades, who, uh, as Zach's pointed out a couple times, shockingly not full of sockeye players. Uh, mm-hmm. They end up getting the dub, twenty nine twenty four, just uh, covering by the hair of their chins and or chinny chin chins uh any take here on the on the new franchise the nitros did not get to watch this one i gotta go back and see some highlights but man you look at that 29 24 53 total points a lot of offense i did kind of look at the stat line and if you look at if you go to the stat line on the website it gives you kind of a possession by possession and tells you how long these possessions were I mean, I would say 80 to 90% of these possessions were no more than 30 seconds. And for yeah. those who don't know, ultimate, that's one throw, two throw, three throw, score. Right. right. It was some smooth offense. I don't know if that's a lack of defense or for – I mean, Seattle's they're going to be young and they're going to be spry. They're going to be athletic. I think they'll have a good offense. Portland, i like to see what they could do in the future. Play uh, San Diego, play Salt Lake, play against Colorado and see what they can do, but – Throwing up 29 in your uh, inaugural game, your first game as a franchise is it's a statement. pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, it's a good offense. All right, and then our uh, other game uh, that we'll take a look at real quick is uh, Salt Lake. The Shred uh, went into L.A. after uh, on a back-to-back after they played the, uh, the Growlers opening night, and uh, they get the victory, uh, 25-22. They were the mm-hmm. one and a half point favorite. Looks like we had to set the total at forty. Man, it looks like these West games. We it, it it might be this this might be like you know watching Mountain West football. You know when they're scoring like you know 70, 80 points a game. This this you know might be the yeah. offense fans' division of choosing. It's the perfect weather out there. Um, I was going to tie this one into our marquee game because I'm Salt Lake man. 
they look good and they look fun. They they could be my team in the West to follow. Um, good fight by the Aviators. So if you go on uh, ADL's Twitter and look up the highlight reel of this game, it is nothing but hucks and layouts. There was a Callahan in this game. Uh, one name I'm very impressed with is the captain for Salt Lake is uh, Joel Clutton. Um, he was a player for Dallas, went up to play with Salt Lake. He has some monster plays, got a buzzer beater. This Salt Lake team is fun, and we're going to talk more about them here later on. Yeah, I've got a lot of things to say about them. Uh, so, yeah, we're, let's hit the South. We're going to hit the South real quick, then we're going to hit a little quick hit quick ad read, and uh, we'll mm-hmm. be back to, to do our breakdown on the marquee game. So, in the South, of course, Atlanta, Carolina, we, uh, we had that one as one of our marquees, so we'll come back to it. But Atlanta then – uh, went down to Tampa Bay, or sorry, uh, Tampa Bay showed up to Atlanta after they returned mm-hmm. home. Uh, and uh, I, I thought maybe I could get a, a sneaky one here with uh, Tampa Bay covering, you know, with Atlanta being on the back-to-back, being a little bit shorthanded. They got some injury issues. Wrong. Wrong. Mm-hmm. I was so wrong. I they ended, ended up putting it on Tampa Bay by 12, covered the eight and a half easily. Uh, yeah, that team was on a mission. Yeah, that's. I mean, we'll talk about the Atlanta Carolina game, but even watching both Atlanta games over the weekend, that defense is still stout and will still slow a game down. And for a team like Tampa Bay, who likes to just boost it, you know, send it deep, it's it's tough for them. Uh, but yeah, I. Fun fact: my roommate plays for the Atlanta Hustle, so I got to talk to him yesterday about it, and they were pissed. They had a five-hour drive from Raleigh down to. Atlanta to think about this. What else are you going to do in a van, but think about the game before um, yeah. Tampa is always a little brother to Atlanta. So they get to push them around and it shows here, man, if they were that focused for five hours on the drive back down, they would hate me on their team. Cause I would be like reading, <laughs> reading every billboard be like, Hey, this looks like a fun truck stop guys. You guys uh, want to play some car games? Yeah. Yeah. License plate game. Anyone do that? Anyone playing? Hey cow. Y'all play Hey cow before. <laughs> Those are my cows. <laughs> um and then we had uh i mean let's let's credit the audl here they they opened us up with some with a nice little rivalry games because we had the oh, battle yeah. for tejas with uh austin mm. and dallas uh the, 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 i believe they had this one as at as a pick em, and uh it was yep looks like uh austin gets the three-point dub over dallas i don't even remember who i picked here i i, I want to say austin because i made a big big deal about them being the sol's um I but i we we're both on dallas well and i even gave us a point and a half now i'm upset that i mentioned that <laughs> um <laughs> we'll talk about that later yeah they were it, it looks like they were really exp- expecting more offense in this uh in this division uh with the yeah. with the lines because uh we, we had a couple you know 40 40 and a half a 39 and a half spread uh or uh, totals and uh we didn't connect on any of them all of them stayed a little bit closer a little bit more competitive games mm-hmm. uh, another one to keep an eye out for overreactions how far do they adjust these uh these totals down next week with uh, games in the south division so we're mm-hmm. gonna Going to hit a quick ad read, and we will be right back talking about our marquee games with uh, the Tilted Land Shark podcast. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $10 to win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. 
Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the WinZone Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-plus leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Adult life is so difficult, and it's even more difficult when you don't have the right coffee to get your day started and get you firing all cylinders. That's why Trade Coffee is here. Trade Coffee is going to connect you with some of the best coffees that you've probably even never heard of from some of the best roasters in the country. They have experts who have tasted these that vouch for them for over 450 different kinds that are ready to ship to you. They're so confident in their ability to match a coffee to your taste that they're going to guarantee it. If you don't like the coffee they sent, send it back. Give a feedback and a coffee expert is going to find the one that's going to work for you next time. Because let's face it, everybody's coffee taste is different. What you might like, I might not like. So they're going to send you a questionnaire. You answer a few questions and they're going to pick out the perfect coffee for you. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee that you're going to love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. And don't forget about Mother's Day coming up. A trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lovers in your life. All right, we are back, and thank you to our sponsors. Now, time to talk about the the marquee matchups, the big ones that we picked uh, last week to, to really kind of dig into. And uh, let's just go ahead and talk about what, what we thought was going to be just the bet, maybe one of the best uh, matchups on the schedule. It's probably between this and, uh, and the Atlanta hustle with it. Uh, going against uh, Carolina for the the two games that we we thought were going to be best of of the openers, and it was New York and DC. Uh, mm. Had this one out of pick them again, and uh, New York prevails. Maybe just a little bit prevails. too too much talent. They even had a uh, New York uh, as dogs. Up. Wow! Yeah, New York minus one hundred five, and they had a uh, DC at like minus one twenty, minus one twenty five something. New York was slight dogs. I mean, they, I guess they're going to see this as like a a close matchup, but i i wouldn't have been, I would have anticipated maybe. Well, I mean, it was two points. It's about probably about what I was thinking was was New York could be about a two point. You know, could win it by about two or sorry mm-hmm. three. Uh, I I, I would have thought about two two and a half would have been a pretty good line there. Um, yeah, one of. You get him on the money line at minus one hundred five. Just happy birthday, seriously, that's, <laughs> New York betters. That's the last time that's going to happen, probably. For those for those betting on the AEDL, that's one of the few dogs you're going to get this year. So embrace it. A dog at minus odds. So did you get to watch this one? Do you have any big takeaways? Um, I got to watch parts of it. Uh, I was at a wedding Saturday night, so didn't get a whole lot of action going. Um, but the takeaways is. The, the big guys at New York, Ben Yacht, Ryan Osgar, Babbitt, they all they all showed up. They all played well. Um, 
if the Let's empire's see. name is true then maybe dc is actually just a colony of of new york now at this point after after going down to dc and owning them with a three-point win <laughs> i mean here's here's the takeaway i got from this game is new york's offense um and check out what kind of lines they're rolling here on for new york uh lithio yacht osgar shartok who's a Darn good handler, Jack Williams. I mean, this is a handful of those are national champions, right? And I mean, DC, um, I think I've mentioned what breaks were. If you're new to Ultimate, listen to this. Break is an opportunity for your defense to score pretty much, just like in tennis. When you're not serving, you score that's a break. Um, DC only had three chan- four chances to break New York, which is amazing. New York's yeah. offense, the entire – Four quarters, only gave up four throwaways, four drops, whatever it was, which is very impressive. Um, Offense just clicking, which is good. First quarter was back and forth. All the offenses were holding. I think a key thing is notice DC loses by three, is that quarter one and quarter two ended with DC on offense trying to score and New York holds them. Call those half breaks, right? Right. Um, New York. And D.C. go back and forth. New York ties at 5-5. They play defense, stop D.C. at the end of the quarter, start of the second. New York starts on offense now, so they get to go a point up. So I think that was a key thing. Those two points, you take that away from D.C. And D.C.'s down one late, which would have made it a game, but that wasn't the case here. I, I typically think of D-lines as, as having your very best players on on your team. Like your top D-line mm-hmm. is is going to be the the who you have that can – you think that can just go out, be athletic, shut things down, and convert on those scores. And I'm telling you, holding the disc, not turning it over the way that that New York did, that D line was had to have been just absolutely run ragged. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you do you like DC on the on the comeback? Maybe they just ran into a buzzsaw, and now now uh, you know it's it's time for them to get oh, theirs yeah. in their next games. I think so. I've I've got to look at the schedule, see when uh. DC and New York cross paths, but I think it for those who have to play DC in the next few weeks, DC understands they've got to win the games they need to, and I think they're going to go on a tear from here on out. I think New York, this was their toughest game of the season. Yeah, and I think uh, if you get them too comfortable and you allow them to play pretty loose, they're I think even more dangerous. So until these two teams meet again, I think they're both going to go on a tear. Now. We're going to move to the West Coast for what was our other our, our other uh, marquee game, and you've kind of already t- touched on some of the uh, the Salt Lake players, but we had the uh, the shred going against uh, the Growlers in San Diego. Uh, Salt Lake was a three and a, or sorry, San Diego was a three and a half point mm-hmm. favorite there, uh, which I, I hope you jumped on and and just absolutely hammered this line because uh, you you called out San- Salt Lake as as possibly your team to beat in the West and. Uh, I, I've got to say, it look, it's looking like a pretty damn good call right now. Actually, I had a – it was the opposite. I had Colorado and San Diego as a team to be in the West. Salt well, Lake, I I, uh, I will stand corrected and say I thought Salt Lake was going to be one of the uh, lesser inaugural teams in the league. Didn't think they are going to have a lot of uh, firepower on that team. I am really impressed with Salt Lake. This was this was my takeaway from from Salt Lake's game, and even I, I'm even going to blend in a little bit of my takeaway from the Salt Lake LA game, which mm-hmm. is uh, Salt Lake might have the best handles 
for any team that I've, I've actually gotten the chance to watch got throwers. play yet. And they uh, they do really well with those those second cuts and those third cuts that are, you know, uh, it looked like they played a lot of horizontal stack where you have your two middles playing off of each other. You know, you have one middle cut in, the other one maybe cut deep off of that in cut, and they were able to just get that, you know, first completion and then immediately yeah. look downfield and their middles were were just running free all day. Yeah. Uh, they, they were able to, to hit that deep line, but also that was a windy game in San Diego. Uh, if, if you, there was an American flag that I could see and, you know, it, it looks like every time that they had something, you know, a point headed, you know, downwind, they were able, able to convert with that huck, but they were also able to handle these upwind points and getting, you know, mm-hmm. getting their scores, getting their breaks and converting. And uh, I feel like the score, it wasn't even, it wasn't even as close as, as, as what we thought, but they've got a guy uh, le- who's a lefty playing handles at like, he was just throwing that lefty flick roller all day with ease. Mm-hmm. I think you may be talking about Jordan Kerr. There's, there's a couple it things. Is, I, I am. Like, I am talking about Jordan yeah. Kerr who man have himself a weekend. He just put himself in talks of player of the year week one. I mean, he got to play two games this weekend, but he was near flawless. Um, I, I watched this game. I was excited. Um, man, I did a lot Friday night. I was balancing, watching basketball, keeping up with the draft. New season of Ozark came out, and I had ADL. Um, yeah, it was. You got the Netflix. I didn't sound like you got the and chill in. No, there's no chill there. Uh, dude, first pool, San Diego tested Salt Lake and how they could handle the ADL. And the first thing San Diego did to start the game, rolled the pool 10 yards out of bounds, 20 yards out of bounds, and threw a double on Salt yep. Lake. It's like, welcome to the ADL. Little gamesmanship there. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, for, for a sec- I was like, did he, did he just completely just – what did he just do with this with this pull? And I, then they mentioned it's like, no, this is this is being crafty. I was like, that is crafty mm-hmm. indeed. Very sneaky, sir. Yeah, you'll see a lot of teams do that, but it literally took uh Salt Lake two throws to turn it over. Their first yep. offense possession as an ADL team, turn it over in two throws. San Diego breaks, and I'm like, this is gonna be a long season for them. Uh yeah. I kind of counted them out. I overreacted after one point, and then they clawed their way back. It was, I think, a tied game going a half, and then Salt Lake got a half, three straight points. And I think from there, I think San Diego may have clawed back, but not enough, and Salt Lake pulled away again. They've um, got a, you're a, nasty, a nasty combination, which is really good handles, and then they yeah. have really big guys who can go up and get it. I think San Diego and I had the same mindset of they turn it over on their second throw as an ADL team. I think San easy. Diego underestimated them. Yeah, that team is fast. Yes. Very fast. And they are going to be fun to watch this year for sure. Yep, and if I think if you catch them in times when they're not having to play in any sort of win, where they're not going upwind to try to get break mm-hmm. points, look out because they're going to put up a lot, a whole lot of points. Uh-huh. Those totals are going to be interesting. I think that might want to key in on those uh, coming up. Um, yeah, yeah, very impressive team. I was very impressed. And then let's go ahead. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It's just I, I think the West is a toss up after watching this. I think San Diego learned a lesson. I don't think they're going to lose much after this, but the West is, I, I think, the only division where it's like, all right, who's going to come out of this? So my we problem, my problem with San Diego, and it's a lot of this has to kind of just comes down to like 
even just like personal preferences. I'm not a huge vert stack fan. And it seemed like they wanted mm-hmm. to run the vert stack a lot. I hate the vert stack. Cause I feel like you get one bad cut, you know, coming in from the line, you know, the line of cuts that's, that's cycling yeah. through and it just gums up the works and completely slows down, you know, any sort of, of flow that you have going. So I, I've never been a vert stack fan. I like that wide, like horizontal kind of play, you know, open where, up the uh, vertical lanes pretty much or, yeah, yeah it, I, I get what you're saying. And, and, and ADL two is a it's seven seconds. You have the disc for seven seconds. You got to get rid of it. It's not like the ten seconds in club. Yeah, so that one cut doesn't work, and your dump is shut down. You're kind of at a standstill. You just got to send it deep for a punt. Yeah. Now let's go ahead. Let's move to the south. The team uh, that I'm very high on that you are an alum of. Uh, Atlanta rolled into Carolina mm-hmm. on Friday night, and I'm going to say gave them hell. Gave them hell, but did not come out with the win. Uh, but they did cover. They did cover. Good they teams covered. win. Great teams cover. Great teams cover. Exactly. They were a two and a half point dog. They ended up losing 16-14. Another, another one. I, I, how many games did we hit the over in? Not many. Uh, it looks like unders mm-hmm. is the way to go so far in the, in the AUDL. But 16-14, I'm just going to go ahead and say my piece on this. I think that Atlanta... Uh, Coach Miranda Knowles had a fantastic game plan for how they were going to stop Carolina. They came out and they were starting with uh, double teams on on the handles to try to take away those deep hucks to I believe his name is Fisher. He's six six Henry six, Fisher. yeah, mm-hmm. six six NC State uh, college player, uh, just an absolute stud. And you you have to you have to be thinking shut that down and try to keep them from from getting those deep throws into him because if it's between him and someone else deep, it's going to be him who's coming down with that disc. And so they, they went between that double team and also just a straight up Mark playing a few, uh, you know, like a yard or two off to try to take away that, that deep throw down. And I thought they had the game plan to beat Carolina. They had it. They just didn't have the depth and they didn't convert on a couple, couple of, uh, you know, a couple of breaks uh, late mm-hmm. where they really could have uh, maybe taken over, taken over the game. And I don't necessarily think that that's on the, on you know any sort of strategizing or anything, I think it's a little bit of them being shorthanded and a little bit of having new players and having to gel. Yeah, I think I think the big thing that beat Atlanta this weekend is being shorthanded. Honestly, very impressed by how their offense played. Uh, held it together through three and a half quarters. I'll give them that. They were up 13-12 with five minutes left. Atlanta, all they had to do was hold. Yeah, you hold, you win. Um, but they had, I think, their only primary handler, Austin Taylor, was pretty much working alone. And if he ever fell short, the team will fall short. I think they were very dependent on him. I think Raleigh was able to lock in on Austin Taylor. Um, after Atlanta went up 13-12, Raleigh rattled off three straight, made it 15-13, two minutes left of the game. And at that point, I think Atlanta scored again, but they took too long to score, and it was just too late for them. Yeah, there it seemed there you really wanted some urgency uh in the in those last couple points and it didn't seem like which I understand it, it, you don't you want to walk that line between being urgent and scoring fast and just mm-hmm. turning it over, you know, going for something that that isn't there. Yeah. You got to be chilly and hot all at the same time and it's hard to yeah, do. Yeah, it was also interesting to see some of these players. To me they seemed I'm not going to question how Miranda coaches this team because she knows way more than I do. But some of these players I'm used to seeing on defense were playing offense. Christian Olsen, who uh, I played offense with, but the last couple of years um, has been playing defense for Atlanta and for Chain. 
had to be behind the disc handling because they were down one of their best handlers in Bobby Lay. Um, Bradley Sindrens, who they picked up from Tampa, who is a defensive playmaker, was playing on the offensive line. So I think once they get their full team back, uh, John Stubbs comes back. Brett Holzmeyer was at a college tournament this weekend, a pretty big one. Um, they get Bobby Lay back. I think this team, when they host Carolina, that's going to be a game you want to mark on your calendars. Don't overlook Austin, but that Carolina Atlanta game is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, also going forward out of this one. Uh, I, I believe uh, Fisher actually came up hobbled after a uh, a collision in uh, in one of the end zones. Um, going to be interesting to see if maybe we get a little bit more on that injury and uh, what effect we might have. Mm-hmm. Um, might maybe next week is the the time to take a shot against Carolina if they don't have Fisher ready to go, or or maybe only you know seventy five eighty percent. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he will not travel if he's not 100%. So, all right. Well, we are going to uh, hit one more break and then we'll be back to put a bow on this episode, episode three of the Tilted Land Shark podcast. And we will be back with you shortly. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's just that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, your tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right. And once again, thank you very much to our sponsors. You're, you're, you're how we live the dream of, of talking ultimate on a microphone to people uh, for a pretty cool organization, SGPN. And uh, man, Zach. 
you're you're our yeah, gotta say i mean he nailed week one with these lines that he made he just pulled them out of the ether and he was like how many accurate lines spot. do you want how, yeah yeah <laughs> i i know you did prep work, uh, but but for the legend's sake he didn't even do any prep work he just came out no. firing spreads just boom how many accurate spreads you want carving them right well, off the bone won't even tell you the trade secret. There's a there's some math going on up here. Yeah, I could, do, I could do a little. I could do a little data data punching. Listen, just be scared, folks, because he's tuning the old algorithm. It's it's oh, was maybe boy. was it wasn't even that flat or sharp this time. He's he's getting really dialed in. So I'm about to have my account limited because of frisbee betting. That's what's gonna <laughs> happen. So after after seeing week one, seeing how the games were played but more importantly seeing how the lines were set up how the totals were set up what what Mm -hmm. kind of what kind of trends what kind of things are you looking for going into week two things that you might want to capitalize from from just like a a, a gambling on these games perspective i think we hit a few of them in the uh, previous segment talking about totals i mean we're looking at two games out in the midwest out in the open and pittsburgh and madison um and we get chicago minnesota that's another one we're going to look at where I mean, if they had Chicago at 10.5 against Pittsburgh and they still covered, I think you're going to find some value at Minnesota, maybe minus 1.5, minus 2.5. And and that game may not be that close. Um, And then Indianapolis is playing a home game. This is what I've been looking for. This is like a double, triple unit play here. If they're going to have the total in the low 40s, points on points, man. The game's going to easily hit the 50s. Um, You give me. You give me ultimate being played in a hermetically se- hermetically sealed dome where where I can't you know that AC is not even blowing that hard. Come on, there's going to be points there. You'll be able to do whatever you want with that disc. And that's the other thing too is uh, we're getting our first American team traveling to Canada. Um, I don't think it'll have any sort of vaccination limitations on this team. Rosters come out Thursday, Friday. Uh, also, guys, don't make your bets until you see the roster, until you see the weather. Those are the two biggest commandments. Look at the roster, look at the weather. Boston's traveling up to Ottawa, then Montreal. It'll be interesting to see where they set these lines. I wonder if they're even keeping an eye on who's going to be rostered for this game. Um, so there's something to take advantage of. Yeah, and just a, a, a league-wide thing is I'm going to be looking at these totals so hard, looking for just a, a gross overreaction to you know mm-hmm. some some of these where maybe they're dropping it down to to the you know low 30s in some cases yeah. uh for for these uh these unders uh because that they did not there was not a good week uh for for overs betters it was a yeah. very good week for for unders betters and uh mm-hmm. it, it might be it with results like that i can see it being a a good time to just tee off on the overs next week but we'll just have to see what the lines come out at yeah and uh you'll have to tune in for our next episode that's right we will be back later this week we'll have three more marquee games picked out we'll do a, a quick little rundown of uh, everything else that's going on because uh we're, we're gonna talk every every game we will talk every yeah. game at some point but well, we're gonna show a little preference to about three games that we like a little yeah, bit more than others we play favorites here we're yeah. we're not those parents who lie we love you guys equally no we we have favorites yeah so that's it for us once again i'm your host chase the wolf of oakland sesams and Saying goodbye also for my co-host here, Zach, the dialed-in algorithm of Velo. For those listening, 
I just threw a peace sign. I don't know yeah. why I did that. <laughs> was, yeah, you couldn't see it, but it was a good, it was really good deuces. It was a really good deuce that you just put up for us uh, there. So, guys, we uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, please give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe. Zach, tell the folks where they can find you on social. Yeah, find me on Twitter, Z underscore Avello. You know, showing up my uh, ADL picks on top of that. I dabble in some other sports too. Big Miami fan, so if you're on board with that, Yes. One, get this, ready for tonight, Monday good, night. Good follow. Give this man a varied interest of follow. You can always follow me. I'm always out there being abrasive on Twitter. That's at of Oakland. That's O-F Oakland, O-A-K-L-A-W-N, at of Oakland on Twitter. So, everybody, have a good day. Have a good whatever. I don't know when you're listening to this. And uh, we will see you next time on the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We out hammer or you nothing.